In this episode of Great Practices, I'm talking with Jen Gordon, a user design and user journey expert about how to get the necessary approvals on your projects to keep things moving forward. Find out the challenges that come with receiving approvals in highly regulated industries and how understanding people, process, and technology will make the experience easier for everybody. Plus, you'll find out why there's no shortcuts to building good old relationships and why writing a ransom note every now and then may be a good thing. It's hard to say when something is a best practice, but it's much easier to know when something is a great practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. Interviews with PMO and project management leaders who, through years of trial and error, have discovered their own great practices and are now sharing their insights with you. Now, sit back and enjoy the conversation as Chris Kopp uncovers another great practice in this episode. So I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Great Practices. And do you need someone to tell you that you've done a good job? Are you always looking for approval? No, we're not talking about approval from your mother or your spouse or your colleagues, but rather approval on deliverables, plans, change requests, budgets, anything else that needs someone to review on your projects and say yes to move forward or to review and say no, and this is the reason why and this is what you need to do to continue to move things forward. Well, our guest today Jen Gordon has been managing projects for a long time, ranging from creative projects, process improvement, UX and design to projects in highly regulated industries where approval is hard to come by. She's going to share with us some of what she's learned over the years to identify the right people to help say yes and the fastest ways to get there. So Jen, welcome to Great Practices. Thanks for having me, Chris. So first of all, we always start with the obligatory question. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, well, when we met years ago, I had started out in UI UX design and um, over the years started to work on a lot of marketing teams. And that's where I started to develop some interest in user journey and user experience, user research. Um, and helping those teams achieve, you know, the overarching goals of the organization. So that's my passion is, you know, taking user experience, customer journeys and elevating those to, you know, allow the business to achieve the goals thereafter. That's been really, what, over the past, how many years you've been doing that now? About the past 12 years. Okay, got yeah. it. So um, I take it that you've been enjoying that then. Yeah, I really love it. And it's it's been you know, a journey for myself, actually, where, um, you know, getting on scrum teams, agile teams, you know, that, you know, we have an initiative that trickles down from above, and then how do we execute it and then report back on our, our findings or, you know, the results of whatever we produced. Um, but, you know, where we're kind of focusing today is some highly regulated industries where that flow is sometimes laborious, you know, in, right. in the timing. So. Yeah. So what are some of those highly regulated industries that you've worked in over the years? What does that look like? Uh, well, right now I'm working uh, full time for a global bank. So currently working there and then I'm also with a large healthcare system. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about creative projects and what's allowable from a HIPAA compliance standpoint and that kind of thing, um, that's just a, a lot to consider. And, and pretty much everybody has to understand that that those are priorities. Uh, and that it can't yeah. be skipped over. So, 
And, and I would assume there's a lot of opinions also in that in that mix, right, that would come to the table. Well, um, I'll say for the ban- from the banking standpoint, um, there's a lot of institutional knowledge around what you can and can't do already, like from a okay. content creation standpoint. So these writers, they already know, you know, don't mention the, or don't use this phrasing or don't, you know, make this claim. Um, and, you know, the language that surrounds a certain interest rate or whatever, you know, it needs to be worded a certain way. And we're constantly learning. Um, but I would say that's sort of the foundational level is having that institutional knowledge where the content creators are kind of learning as they go and therefore speeding yeah. up the process um, as they go. So we're not having to reinvent the wheel every time with the same corrections. Got it. Got it. So what are some of the other challenges um, that are brought to the table when it comes to project approvals in these regulated industries? Just things that get overlooked or things that we aren't aware of. It's like new things that are coming up um, in in the industry or um, you know, somebody being unaware of how to phrase something and it gets through and then, you know, they come back in and, and some of it is you would never guess uh, that, you know, what you're submitting would have an issue. Like whenever you read yeah. over the copy, you're thinking, this seems like a valid factual message, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then yeah. it comes back down with even just the slightest change of wording. And, uh, you know, it's just something you could never anticipate sometimes. It gets to the you know legal department, and they they just have another way they want to phrase it for you know whatever legal reasons they have. And then that adds to the the foundation, right, of the way to do it going yeah, forward, yeah. you know, right. time and time again, right. So it continues to build. Um, so let's talk about some of the ways that you've overcome these challenges. You know, I mean, we've always it's always good to break things down uh, into people, process, mm-hmm. and technology, right? You can't go wrong if you look at things that way. So um, let's first of all. Let's look at the people aspect of things. So how how do you manage the people involved to keep things moving along? Yeah, uh, well, I think part of it is, uh, especially in a larger organization, making sure that you loop the proper people in in the proper order. Um, that's a, a challenge we've been faced with is being over, you know, over scheduled with meetings. And so people are like, less meetings, less meetings. And you want to honor that and be respectful. But then at the same time, sometimes if you don't loop people in early, you regret it later because they wound up getting looped in and it would have saved several iterations if they had their feedback earlier. So from a people standpoint, I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's, you know, it is a little extra thinking about, okay, um, you know, here's the, here's the project. Here's why the, you know, what the purpose of the meeting is and why you are invited. Um, That's probably the number one thing. I'm sure that's not unusual for people in larger organizations where um, you have to be sensitive about people's time. Now, but how, how do you, how do you, is there a trick to identifying who the right people are to, to get in those meetings right there that are going to be the approvers? I mean, there's always like a reviewers and there's always approvers and. Well, yeah. I mean, I think um, for, for the organization I'm in, there's product owners, there's marketing leads and, over time, you start to identify, you know, who's in charge of which groups. Yeah. You know, it's hard, though, in the beginning because you don't know anybody. And a lot of times the teams are very remote. It's not like you're running into them, and, you know, the water cooler. And yeah. um, so it, it took me a little time to get to know those players and also a little time to make those mistakes 
of shoot, I really wish that person had been here, you know, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And so maybe that is, maybe that is the answer. Maybe there, you know, it is just going to take some time to figure out who the right people are. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah, people told me, Hey, this, you know, or you ask around, you know, your team seeing people saying, Hey, you know, who owns this uh, project? And then, but then over time, I just am doing that less. Oh, one other little, little thing that helps with that, you know, depending on what system people are using. But one thing that does help with that, um, because our, some structures have changed at the bank. And so different people are in charge. And in JIRA, you can see who the leads are now. So, or who's looped in on a ticket or a project. And so um, usually I'll just ask our scrum master, hey, is so-and-so, so-and-so's on this ticket? Are they leading it? And then they confirm it. And then, you know, uh, and sometimes our scrum leader can also give us a sense of all the players that are going to be involved. Um, yep. And if they're not on our team, then we have to arrange other meetings because sometimes we can touch on a few things during our calls that resolve questions and problems that pop up. So, Which brings us really to our next question. Like you mentioned JIRA, that's really kind of that uh, you know planning tool and how you're able to move these projects forward through that. Um, what does the, the workflow of the process look like to, to get these approvals quickly? Best case or best practice is, you know, you start with messaging in a marketing environment. Um, And that can sometimes get lost in the shuffle where stakeholders want to see something. And so you're lorem ipsuming things. That's not ideal, obviously. And, you know, depending on who the the lead is for that particular department, they may let it slide. They may not. Um, But, you know. Ideally, you want to start with the messaging, get that copy to compliance, have it reviewed, rewritten, reviewed again, rewritten, because it, it's such a mess to have it going back and forth and that hasn't gone through final approval. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll say getting up to V17. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> You know, V17, V17. <laughs> I mean, I even we we kind of were joking about it, but I was I was also, you know, with my, my team members. Um, but I was like, guys, this is not cool, actually. You know, this is yeah. the, the way we want to do it. But um, yeah, it's not it's not like you're bowling, you, you, yeah. right? You don't want to. It's not a high bowling score. Yeah, no, or anything, no, right? no. You want that number like <laughs> way lower. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, how, like, what are some of the tools then that you use when it comes to like, like version control or, yeah. or being able to manage all that? Like, how do you manage all of that side of things? I, I actually would love to hear how other people, if you ever have another podcast that talks about yeah. how copywriters iterate copy and then hand it off to design without it looking like a ransom note. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know what I'm saying, right? The comment, yeah, the, like the, the, the strike through, the red, the yellow, yeah. the blue. I mean, I've seen some that literally it was like, I mean, I thought I could make wallpaper out of this or something. It was just so colorful. Yeah. It's like they're cut out of magazines and all that kind of stuff, like that kind of ransom note, oh, right? Man. Yeah, that kind. Yeah. That kind. I mean, hot <laughs> mess. I, and, and, you know, design, I mean, we're just trying to like decipher this. Um, so that's one of the struggles that I've seen at the bank where, um, they're, you know, just the, the back and forth. And then it's, some people will download the work doc, word doc rather than working off the cloud. And so they've got a different version and I'm, I'm not answering your question. I'm telling you more of the problems. Um, I'm just saying, you know, outside of Google docs, I haven't seen 
how people do it really effectively in Word, especially when you've got contractors jumping in and they're doing some copy stuff and they've been working on it in their laptop and local machine and then they upload it and they don't use any kind of like, you know, version uh, notation in the file name. And I think it just takes somebody being like a total, this is the way it's got to be, you know? I would concur because I, I think you're right. It's like I've seen it in many different forms and fashions. And, you know, it is. It's a central repository. It's SharePoint. Yeah. It's Teams. It's whatever. But regardless, people have a tendency of just, you know, pulling it down, yeah. downloading it, working it offline. Right. You know, um, it, it's just like you cannot keep up with that. But you just have to mandate mm-hmm. that this is the way it's going to be. And if it's not in that and you're not editing in there, it's not going to be it's not going to it's not going to make the final cut, is it? Yeah. Like some consequence, like, you know, time out, your phone gets taken away, something. I don't know. Yeah, some some <laughs> consequence. And, and make it look like a ransom note also, like whatever the consequence is going to be, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think that's the way that should be handled there. So, all right. Well, I think we've, so we figured out basically version control is via ransom note. That's I think <laughs> right. we've, gotten, that's the, we've gotten. That's how you approach it. Just kind of go all in on that right. thing and, and then just watch your designers like slowly die, you know, inside. <laughs> that's, who cares about them anyway? <laughs> So, so I'll paraphrase it, but it's like, basically it is, it is going to take a lot of, just a lot of regulation yeah. and governance on, governance. on whomever the project manager that or the program manager or whatever word. it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's right. That was the word I was trying to come up with. It just wasn't coming out. Governance. Yes. 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 I've got, I've got dozens of them. So, <laughs> so is there any other principles that our listeners can apply uh, to make their project approvals go smoother and faster that you may have seen work or not work over the years? Um, you know, this is kind of relational. It's not necessarily like step-by-step process driven. Um, what, I, what I've seen work or, or work better um, over time is when you have a consistent team that is producing work over and over and over again. And those relationships start to gel and you understand how the others communicate and you've made some of your needs known, like, hey, I'd really love it if, you know, all the comments are resolved on this word doc. Um, That to me is when things start to kind of smooth out. And and also another aspect of that, I think, well, to build those relationships and to be really intentional about it, um, if possible, you know, to have some kind of like happy hours or, or whatever, like something that's social every once in a while, when especially if it's a remote team, to try to help support those relationships that you're building every day. Because um, really, it, it for me, in terms of like getting stuff done, it's about I care about my teammates and making their work go more smoothly. You know, it builds more empathy for each other in our roles. And so to me, that's what starts to smooth things out. Even if we were, we were transitioning to Monday from JIRA and it was bumpy, like from a process standpoint, we were like, Oh my God, I mean, how are we going to do this? It wasn't working, but we were hashing it out and we knew each other and we liked each other and we had respect for each other. And that I think was kind of the foundation that made all the chaos. Okay. Very profound. So, you know what, this is, this, maybe this is the reality of what this is all about. Maybe there is no shortcut to, you know, just getting approvals and that kind of stuff. Maybe it just takes time. 
you got to know the right people. You got to build those relationships. You got to put those things in place, yeah. you know, have those systems in place. And, and those are the principles that you would apply that over time, it's just going to make it, just make it really go on autopilot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had that formula. I just, if I'm being totally, you know, thoughtful about it, it was really about, you know, cause we did wind up getting it ironed out. We did wind up implementing Monday. It, it started to flow. We started to work yep. out the kinks and it was okay. But you know, really after all that's done, then how, what's, what's greasing the wheels, you know, is the relationships and the caring about what you hand off to people. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Well, we appreciate your insight uh, today, Jen. And what is the best way if someone wants to contact you, if they want to discuss uh, ransom notes further or, or any of these things further, what'd be the best way for somebody to contact you? Yeah, sure. I, I love, um, I love, I love talking about customer journey stuff. So if you have a customer journey that's broken or needs optimization, or if you have like OKRs yep. that are like completely not getting hit, I love, I love helping with that. So um, yeah, just email me, jen at jengordon.com. That's where you can reach me. Okay, sounds good. Well, thanks again for being on today, uh, Jen, and sharing some of these great practices with us, with us, and we will talk to you soon. Okay, sounds great. Well, we'd like to thank Jen again for being on today and joining us on Great Practices. And do you have a great practice you'd like to share? Go to the pmoleader.com, click on Explore, Great Practices podcast and fill out the form at the bottom of the screen. Someone will get in touch with you shortly. Also, be sure not to miss an episode by subscribing to Great Practices on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, be sure to share this with your manager, colleagues, and anyone else you think would benefit. Thanks again for listening to this episode and keep putting great practices into practice. Practice.